and thank you for tuning in to The Room Where It Happened, an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends. Today, we are continuing our game, sort of, of Urban Shadows by um, Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman. Uh, We're continuing the faction game, which is more like uh, Urban Shadows flavored Calvin Ball. Um, uh, With me uh, today, as always, is Nichelle. Ryan, why do you always start with me? I'm never prepared for this sort of thing. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. If you don't know who I am, I'm sure Brian will include links somewhere. Uh, my name is Nichelle. It's weird for you to have listened to this many episodes and you don't know who Nichelle is at this point this season. <laughs> it, this is about the time of the scene. Like, well, we've long passed the, the the bell curve point where I expect new people to get on. Uh, you know, every ep- just like the comics, every episode somebody's first. You know, yeah, you never well, know. Too bad for them because I've read a lot of comics too, and I don't know what's. <laughs> anyway, I'm Nichelle. I go by she/her pronouns, and uh, yeah, excited to be here. <laughs> um, and Brandon O'Brien. Hi, everybody. It's I, Brandon O'Brien, poet, writer, game designer, and all-around art fool, uh, here to figure out how Urban Shadows works again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we don't actually have to know how Urban Shadows works on this side of the game. I'm really Um, bad about plugging myself, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) It's true, yeah. (laughs) Do you have things to plug? Um, Do you want to point people at things? Um, Do you want to go ahead and... Do you want to go ahead and talk about that that possible Kickstarter, depending on when the like, because this will go out relatively soon, but like at least put it on people's radar. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I am a. Gosh. Well, we'll fix this somehow. I'm, I'm terrible about talking. <laughs> terrible about talking about myself. Let me talk about somebody else. Everyone. Uh, everyone's looking at you. <laughs> Everyone is staring at their device. They're going, please, what are the plugs? I'm flush. Don't. Um, So, yes, I am a uh, two-spirit game designer and writer, as well as voice actor for an upcoming Kickstarter with Sandy Pug Games, Monster Care Squad. We're going to be doing a Kickstarter in spring of 2024 where we i get to read you bedtime stories so if you really want silma to uh go full mommy mode you want to be there uh and that you're gonna make so much money off of the the, the fans of this show just uh, they're all right i can hear them taking out like loans they'll never be able to pay back and, and that, that's it i i don't want to plug anything else please somebody else take this and Riley Hopkins. Hi, hello. My name is Riley Hopkins. You can find me at badfuckingpodcast.com on Blue Sky only. Um, I'm a tabletop game designer and overall entertainer. Uh, find me at Moonshot Podcasts. Uh, find me, depending on when this comes out, on the podcast, Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends, where we are playing the game Interstitial 2nd Edition, preparing for the Kickstarter for Interstitial 2nd Edition, by doing a season of that game in on the Infinity Train with canon characters, I play Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, you're, are you excited? I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. Are you excited about the the movie news? Oh, buddy, did they announce? Did they announce the the actor? No, no, no. 
I, I don't here's think the so. thing. Here's the thing. Hi, everybody. Everyone, everyone, I'm sorry. I'm stalling us longer. <laughs> so Shadow, Shadow the Hedgehog is going to be in the next Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And that's really exciting for me because I actually deeply love Shadow. <clears throat> but I think that they're, you know, if they're going to voice them, they're going to go for someone big. They've shown they can get Idris Elba, but they've also shown they have a care for the character. Because frankly, like Ben Schwartz, very good for the role of Sonic. I think he fucking crushes it. <laughs> Hayden Christensen recently got an agent again. And I've oh, been fuck. saying Hayden Christensen oh, from Anakin Skywalker should be Shadow oh, the Hedgehog. Fuck. And I think he'd bring it. I think he'd do real well. I think you need that edge. You need that energy. And I think he's it's true. Got he it. was he was great in Ahsoka. Like he <laughs> felt he I could tell Hayden I could tell Rosario Dawson never watched an episode of fucking Clone Wars in her life. And it felt like Hayden Christensen watched every fucking episode because he was not acting like Hayden Christensen. He was acting like Anakin from Clone Wars. Yeah, I listen. (laughs) I'll take your word on it that he was good in Ahsoka because I'm not watching that shit. I I love Rebels and that's how that story ended. (laughs) But we can move on (laughs) from me. Um, And I'm Brian. Hey, what up? It's me. Uh. He, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet, uh, on blue sky now at Roomware pod. Um, I'm still on the, 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 I'm still on the, the terrible bird website. You're on X. Uh, I still am. You're on X, the everything app. Yeah. I'm on X, the everything app. Here's the thing. I haven't quite hit the critical map. People don't, people don't post good quite yet. I feel like on blue sky there. The quality is not, I know they're going to get there. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, it's just, it doesn't quite hit quite yet. Yeah, so. it, it, there's if the water is the, the water is just fine, but there's not people playing in the pool, and I don't want to be standing in a pool alone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, but you can come follow the podcast over there um, with my extremely me just reposting like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the podcast's radical politics. That's all I ever do on our Twitter, our social media accounts anyways. So, um, and you can check out our Patreon at broomwarepod.cash. Currently you get nothing. The show that was giving you rewards has ended. I haven't quite figured out a secondary system yet. I'm working on it. Uh, things are very complicated right now. Um, but anyways, so, Let's recap. Holy shit. Um, so. Things have been a little weird in Elder County. Um, over on the other games side, you, dearest listener, will have listened to uh, the crew go through uh, like what was eventually dubbed the Butterfly Universe. Um, and uh, they dealt with everything that happened there um they were gone for maybe 24 hours but what we've cut we uh will come to realize is that they were gone for much longer than that and so we're gonna figure out what was going on in that much longer than that uh period um things that uh the people here will need to know um selma i don't know how much of an eye you are keeping on cecily anymore um but something is wrong because she hasn't shown up to work for weeks now like literally like almost two weeks uh cecily has not shown up to work um she is a court if you asked the library uh she is on she had to go visit some family um (laughs) very suddenly (laughs) um 
let's see. Um, Pat, uh, Kiki also hasn't shown up to work for almost two weeks. Um, and, uh, Rio will probably tell you he has no idea what's going on. He is currently calling in every favor he can to keep Kiki from getting fired from all of her jobs. Um, while he, 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 uh, is putting on a pretty cool face about it, but you can tell very much that he is extremely worried, um, about what's going down. Um, and, uh, over on the mountain, uh, you will soon... Just suddenly, like one day, um, you won't be able to call it in necessarily in this game, mm -hmm. but soon you're just going to like one day you're going to be like, oh, hey, Cecily Buchanan owes me a favor. <laughs> um, you're going to be like, that's weird. I don't ever remember talking to her literally ever. And it's weird because she technically owes Roram a favor. Uh, but mm -hmm. Roram's dead. I don't know how that happened. Next to kin, baby. Next to kin. And yeah. That's me. I figure since Roram was part of the hive mind, it just goes to the, a favor owed to the mountain. Uh, all debts eventually return to the dust, and that is where I come in. It's true. You are, in fact, the dust. Um, just big, heavy dust. That's what mountains are. It's actually, if there's a strong wind, they do just go away. So I believe so last current, time... Oh, so the current on, timeline, we are approximately two weeks after what just went down, correct? Yes. And I believe the okay. last thing that we saw was, I think they technically happened out of order um, because we thought of the scenes in different order, but I believe it was Nebo trying to convince Selma to, to effectively seize um, the gaping maw of like creation and entropy um, howling underneath the English Ivy Inn and resort with him because these mortals have no idea how to like do things. And then Selma going to confront the mountain because the mountain was trying to, uh, was, uh, starting to like wanting to strike out on its own, I believe, or basically that like the ancestral agreement between their two houses has, has fallen, fallen apart, I believe is what was going down. Well, I believe what we discussed was mm -hmm. Selma discovered the mountain played a part in how she became a vampire. Yes. Yeah, I believe <clears throat> it was something like that. So <clears throat> that that uh, <clears throat> that that rocks got some explaining to do. Right. Trust. So. <laughs> um. So uh, basically. Let's just do I am significantly less concerned with rolling dice at this point. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Now I have a five and a four. You're going to tell me now I'm not rolling dice. <laughs> I'm gonna win those fucking no, dice rolls? You definitely can. Like when when conflict comes and we need to do it. But like like the right now, like my my hope is that we just kind of because I kind of I've, I've begun to envision sort of like the end game. So yeah, if who wants to talk to who? I have something that I have not broached with anyone, but I am currently cooking on looking on these stats. Okay. Okay. I'm a five and a four, right? Okay. Mountain Copperhead. Great. Verdant life is the other wild. <laughs> and mm -hmm. that is a two and a one. I would like to, pro I, not propose. I would like to, <laughs> I'd like to purchase. 
I would like to maybe propose, maybe acquire, annex. I would like that one extra power that they can bring me. And I, Brandon, Ooh. how do you feel about that? Oh my Ooh. God. Are you trying to go up against Soma right now? I, going up oh. against implies some sort of fighter argument. If there is somebody <laughs> bigger than you, you must become the same size. <laughs> yeah, I guess That's to cool. like remind the the um, the audience, like currently the biggest, like the two biggest players, hands down, are the Mountain and Silma. And the Mountain's stats are like size five, power four, and then Silma's is, is she, she's maxed out at five and five. That's right, Mama's here. Mm-hmm. Good God. Um, <laughs> I am well aware. <laughs> I am playing Meanwhile. into the audience and who is listening right now. I'm here for you. It's okay. Meanwhile, I, Pat and Rio are just sitting in an office with like a shotgun and a, a revolver between them being like, <laughs> I guess we're just going to have to wait. Like, <laughs> We got to pick our moment. <laughs> no, no, Brandon, there are two options. And I'm asking you first. Oh, I guess there's three options. One is I don't do this. Two is. <laughs> We have a conversation and you come into the fold. Three is we do not have a conversation. I immediately seize by force and enact violence without any precursor. Option four. Option four. It comes back to me. Right? So here's the thing. Because Mm -hmm. this is your move... On a narrative level, I do need to qualify. There's no reason why I think... Um, why Verdant Life, fall? yeah, Verdant Life mm-hmm. One is hungry for power and is upset that they don't have any, so they'd probably scramble to their death. And two, um, even though uh, we're both wild, I don't think Verdant Life views the work that they do in the same way mm-hmm. that the mountain does, and would probably be on a personal level like not on board with yeah, just like, like mm-hmm. yeah like Verdant Life's Verdant Life is trying to make money. They're not trying to return to the land. They don't care about <laughs> also well, something to yeah. note Verdant Life owes the mountain a debt. Is that true? It is. It's oh unchanged. it is true. Right, this is true. Okay, cool. So you can I guess you can bully me, but I'm not going to like it. And I'm not going to consider myself like. Well, I'm, do you, the player, are fine <laughs> with it? Or is the well, character. I, like being bullied. I created Red and Life specifically so they would be bullied. Come on. Perfect. Okay. I just hey, I want to make sure before I go taking one of your toys I, and smashing it against the wall. Right. I find <laughs> it very funny that like. Brandon very much created Verdant Life to be kind of like the like stuck up assholes who always lose and unfortunately all of that energy got transferred in like the loser energy somehow got transferred onto the Teamsters by accident uh, and now the Teamsters <laughs> so bad can for fucking the teamsters. They're, they're big yeah well yeah. they've got numbers they don't necessarily have power but like sometimes you can just throw a lot of a lot of werewolves is still very scary <laughs> Where would you say the, like, it's hard to say center of power because it's power one, but like, where, like, I, there's, I think 
the mountain has access to an incredible amount of resources outside of just like the the natural, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have fingers and pies, especially after destroying, like being part of the group that destroys uh destroyed Farron Howell. Like we have potential to twist things now. Maybe, maybe some of that is like, oh, here's money. And so maybe under the guise of investing. Like, or the guys of like, oh, like, you need a little bit of extra hand here. We can get you up there. Like, do we think that's a potential route for this to go? I'm having also trouble just remembering, do I have a normal person that can talk to a guy? <laughs> I mean, old, like, the, the old things like the mountain, like, mm-hmm. there is a lot, there's a lot of permutations of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Like, you have Roram, who was, like, more like a regular guy who could, like, Roram yeah. was, you know, the previous, like, face who got, who interacted with the regular people, mm-hmm. right? But, like, like you know, fundamentally, Nebo is also an old thing like the mountain, like something that is mm-hmm. unknowable, just so decidedly unhuman mm-hmm. in a fundamental way. And, like, he also appears, he can appear like a normal, like a totally normal dude. Like, my plan is that, some, you know, like, because they're supposed to, like, I kind of switched up demons in Urban Shadows mm-hmm. into, like, more eldritch monsters. But, like, they're supposed to be demons, and, you know, that's what they do is make deals. Then, yeah, let's say. Let's I kind of want to to um like ab not abstract the whole thing, but but like I want to say that one day a particularly dusty letter shows up on like out a is like. Who's running Verdant Life right now? Because there was like some sibling dethroning and and nonsense that way. If I if a letter showed up, who would it go to? I believe Bryson got fully kicked out at some point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imogen is still in control, um, so it would still go to her. Which one of them, Bryson or Imogen, are more uh, susceptible? Um. <laughs> well. Neither of them would like it, but Imogen is still in a position where she's willing to do anything to gain more um, resources required to continue operating in this state. As you can see, Verdant Life is mm-hmm. on its last legs, not doing very well. So, like, you can still communicate with Imogen for these purposes. Then <clears throat> there is a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there is a letter, a particularly dusty letter that shows up. On like in the mailbox of Imogen, you know, and just like like oh, you check your mail, you got bills, you flip them through them, and then there is like a yellowed letter with a wax seal, but like not with anything imprinted on it, just like it had been pushed down by a thumb. So there's like a, a burnt thumbprint into the hot wax. It's bing, just like sitting there. You open it up; it has a letter inside, talking about a uh, opportunity. Of noticing, you know, verdant life struggles and wanting to assist in securing their place among um, among securing their place among power. You've got and, such a strong brand identity already. You just need a little oh bit God. of synergization. Yes. Like. <laughs> you are missing. You are missing the thing that pulls it all together. And I am the thing that pulls it all together. 
Should you choose to work alone, we will note that. <laughs> and we will so understand. We, we will we will take note of your decision should you choose to work alone. However, if you wish to continue operating as normal, but with some guidance, respond to this letter. Y'all, this is, uh, you probably can't pick it up on Discord, but I can hear it through my headphones. There's just like, sounds like three or four coyotes, like in my neighborhood, just wilding the fuck off. That's me, like, babe. So <laughs> wow. Beep, beep, a oh, woo. <laughs> That's what the Teamsters are doing right now. <laughs> I mean, it is a woo time. They have a de- designated a woo time. <laughs> it's like part of the, it's mm-hmm. part of the union, like negotiations. Mm-hmm. Um, so Imogen looks at this letter, obviously very annoyed. Um, What I'm going to say for the purposes of like emphasizing exactly how much this sucks for them mm-hmm. is um because verdant life is wild and because they a, a portion of their power is still drawn from uh the natural world. Um part of what upsets Imogen in this moment is that uh, she can tell by smelling the le- just by the conditions of the letter, mostly by scent, um, that the tree that this paper was pressed from is near to um, uh, one of the acorns that uh, Imogen and uh, some other fae that came with Verdant Life to this area, uh, planted in the woods nearby. <laughs> so, like, why why the fuck are you observing this particular space? This is none of your business. Um, so, mostly, she's taking this as a threat, essentially. Um, but... No, not knowing how else to actually respond to this because her go-to whenever responding to the natural world is to physically attend the natural world. Mm. Uh, she immediately leaves the office and walks into the woods. <laughs> and into the woods you go. It is... It's probably middle of the fucking day. Like, you know, it's you're picking up your mail. It's like one, two in the afternoon and you're walking in the, the woods and it, it gets... It gets darker over time. It gets, it gets, uh, like the, the, there should not be this much cover in the woods. That doesn't make sense. It's that Alan Wakey thing that, like, now why is it so goddamn dark? There's a fog that drifts in. There is like a creak to the branches that is, uh, echoed. There is a, uh, a, the sound of there just distinctly. There is no sound of animals. If you turned back, you couldn't find your way back right now. Without effort. But. Where are you walking to? Um. 
just entering the woods. I feel like a lot of this is Imogen already knew that this would be the result. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but also, I guess she was just kind of waiting for someone to respond. If you walk deep enough there, you'll find another tree that y'all planted. And on it is like carved in a knife. Like it just says, what do you respond? She stares at it for a moment. Mind you, she's still like in her pantsuit. Like she, mm-hmm. she's still in office attire. She uh, folds her arms, stares at this. Um, and then she says, I had goals for this place. I thought that this this was going to be easy, and I keep learning that it's not, and... I think I have learned as my parents and their parents would have taught me that... When a place is not willing to accept your gifts, you should make way for someone else to do that work. I still will hope to make some more progress in this weird space. But for now, if I'm to give, if I'm to to provide value anywhere, it may as well be here. And she puts her hand on the carving on the tree. Um, There is like a soft, uh, like, you would imagine a... Like what it would be like if somebody like used a knife to draw around your hand, like an outline of your hand, like a fucking Thanksgiving turkey drawing, like a, a kid drawing a bird. And that there's like a slow outline being drawn around there. When you take your hand off, it just says good <laughs> in the palm. And then she turns around, just starts walking. Like, she hasn't answered in her head the question of what is the way out of this? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the way out of the woods? She just starts walking in the opposite direction. Um, and then she calls her secretary to tell her secretary that she is personally responsible for ensuring that all of these staff at Verdant Life know that they are now fired. <laughs> and she goes home. When you get home, there is more mail. The mail is uh, letters that people have sent over so many years here uh, about their goals and the dreams and their aspirations for this town. You've never heard of any of these people. Fun. This. 
I think he just made Imogen's life worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, not just immeasurably, uh, and not, no, no longer valuable, but just, like, full of more work. So, yeah, that's fun. Delightful. Mm-hmm. I love this for her. 